Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. What is the story, my friends? Of course, Connor cheating. Connor knew what I was wearing because I just sent him the stuff for the YouTube video. So he cheated. No points for Connor. Closest we got was a red hoodie from somebody. Loads to go through tonight. Loads, really. I mean, there's been talk that maybe Thuram will end Liverpool's business in midfield, that we've got no money left after that. We'll move on to speak about that. That was Neil Jones speaking with Cod Offside, by the way. He said that Thuram could be Liverpool's uh, last bit of business, depending on how much mo- Last bit of midfield business, I should say, depending on how much money. Well, that's kind of doing Neil a disservice. He was basically saying we might not go for Viega because we might not have any money left. So, yay! Did you see Trent's new hair? Yes, I love it. I love it. Trent absolutely rocks that new haircut. I think it looks brilliant. Really, I think it's amazing. I'm not so sure about the Louis Vuitton top and all, but he's got the man's got a bit of swag, and I'm here for it. I love it. So yes, well in Trent, love his new hair. Fair play to him. Who's the next midfielder we're likely to get after Thuram? Said Futsala. The bad news, dude, is there might not be one. So let's start off with that tonight. Let's start off with that bit of information because I know there's a lot of people coming in and going, oh, look, Baldi's at it again. He's here fucking moaning about FSG. Well, yeah, I am. But I think for good reason. I think that there's going to be some um, unhappy Liverpool fans if this is the case. Neil Jones speaking for Caught Offside said, Liverpool may look at signing Gabri Viega after Kefren Thuram. So I think we can say Kefren Thuram's pretty much in the bag at this point. I'll move on to give more information on that in a bit. But the reason I want to bring this up first is, as Neil Jones has said here, Liverpool may look to sign Gabriel Viega after Kefren Thuram, depending on how much money they have left. But the midfielder is not a priority. I'm a bit confused by this, because Alexis McAllister and Kefren Thuram, on its own, is not a midfield rebuild. If Trent is to become the other midfielder, I'm absolutely fine with that. As long as we bring in a good quality right back. Somebody of the calibre of money we were going to spend on a midfielder. But if this is the window, if the window is going to be Kefren Thuram, Alexis McAllister and uh, Mickey van de Ven, that's not good enough. I'm sorry, it's not good enough investment. It's not a good enough rebuild. And it just isn't befitting of the situation that we're in. And I can't dress this up any other way. It isn't. Now on that, I did watch Mickey van der Ven play today for the under-21s in the Euros. 
And I have to say, very impressed at what I've seen. Looked very assured, looked like a decent physical presence, was both good in both boxes aerially. And yeah, you can see that link. I can understand why we'd be linked to the kid. And a 30, 35 million euro. I'm not hating it. I amn't. Now, Ryan Gravenberch, on the other hand, I watched Gravenberch today and it's almost like he was trying to never be near the ball. It was very weird. He wasn't in any way um, energetic. He wasn't in any way physical. He just looked somewhat disinterested and the game passed him by for me. So I wasn't impressed with Ryan Gravenberch today and I really don't oh, I really don't want Ryan Gravenberch. I, I don't. Um, but look, on this, on the, the idea of possibly Thuram being the end of the midfield rebuild, how does that sit with you guys? You know, I'm okay with it if Trent's going into midfield fully and we're bringing in a right back. Two midfielders if Trent's the third. I'm okay with that. I am, honestly. Barella's available. Barella's available. I'm going to say that again for the people at the back. Barella is available. Right now, we know one thing. We know Newcastle look like they've walked away from signing Barella and they have put in a very good offer that looks like it could well be accepted for Sandro Tonali of AC Milan. Fabrizio Romano was out with that news earlier on. A deal talking about 70 million euros for Sandro Tonali and a very good wage package as well, according to Fabrizio. So it looks like Newcastle will get a, a top quality midfielder in from Serie A. And Tonali's a very good signing. So that leaves us and Chelsea as the most interested clubs for... Nicolo Barella. Now, on this, again, if you're looking at what's been said around Barella, it's a bit of a mixed bag. So coming out of Gazetta Italia, they say that Liverpool are the most interested English side in Nicolo Barella. His agent has travelled to the UK many times and there are many offers for the player. Klopp's side is ahead of the line for Barella and Klopp wants him as part of the midfield rebound. I hope that's the case. I do. I'd absolutely love that to be the case. There was a bit more of a dubious report coming out of Italy today as well to say that Liverpool are willing to offer £77 million for Nicolo Barella. And again, I'd absolutely love for that to be true, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it because of the source it's coming from, really. Somebody described this person to me as the um, as the Italian indicator. So, you know, when you're getting that kind of nod about the quality of the journalism there you'd have to say probably putting that on bullshit island so what are we feeling right now because it's looking like it could be a window of van de ven thuram McAllister. end of conversation that ain't gonna cut it for anybody look at the business that's happening right now in the premier league we've got arsenal today who are still making advances for declan rice and will get him they've got a, an offer on the table for about 60 million for uh, Kai Havertz. They'll probably push that and get him. And then they're pushing for Yuri and Timber. And they're a club that aren't in the big rebuild phase, remember? They've just qualified back to the Champions League for the first time in five or six years. And then you've got Chelsea who are moving on a load of players. Like I think they've potentially done about 200 million over the past week or so, with players being moved out because of these rather friendly links to Saudi Arabia. Connor sent me this and it said, Newcastle United have discussed internally the possibility of sensationally signing Ruben Neves on loan from Al-Halal, where he has literally just gone over. And more on this, because it doesn't end there. 
Uh, the Gallows Gate report said Neves has agreed personal terms with Al Halal and a formal announcement is expected this week. Now, Newcastle are plotting a potential loan deal involving the midfielder that would see him make an instant Premier League return. Here's where it gets even more PSG esque. It could be for two years rather than a normal loan term of a, sing- term of a single season. The deal has been discussed at an internal level and is regarded as possible given the links between the club and the new football financial hotspot of Saudi Arabia. But what do you do with that? They pay $49 million for the lad over in Saudi Arabia and then send them to Newcastle on loan for two years. How are we supposed to compete in any way with this? No matter, you know, even if FSG weren't tight wads. How are you supposed to be able to compete with that? How is that allowed? It's absolute madness. It's madness. And I know people are going to say the usual salty bitterness, but that's bollocks. That's that's nonsense. Now, look, this hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. So it's, it's, it's a topic that we're discussing hypothetically. But if it's even being spoken about as a possibility, how is football in a healthy place? How is anybody supposed to be able to compete if you can just basically do what you want if you're linked with Saudi Arabia? If it doesn't work out, shift the lads over to Saudi. Or else they just buy them and just send them to you on loan. That's like 50 million that Newcastle wouldn't have to pay for a player who's 26 right now. I don't I don't know what to I don't know what to think anymore. Because I tried to shout about this. I tried to moan about this. I tried to make everybody aware that this type of stuff was going to be coming down the line and that we'd all be scratching our heads wondering what the hell football has become. But I was just told I'm salty. I was just told to shut up and get with the program. But it isn't sustainable. It isn't. And it isn't fair. It just isn't. Playing just isn't fair. So how do you feel about that idea of Newcastle potentially loaning Neves for two years? Does that not feel like shenanigans? Because it does to me. And I have no want to speak negatively about Newcastle at all, but this just feels like bullshit. You know, some random club in Saudi buys them and then loans them immediately to Newcastle for two years. If that's allowed to happen, that's just another way of getting around FFP. And it has to be called out and it has to be knocked on the head. It has to be. We can't allow this stuff to happen. Uh, definitely suspicious at Tyra. Definitely needs to be stopped. Shocking if it's not and is allowed. Quite obviously bending the rules. Financial shenanigans and gaining an unfair advantage. Yeah. Because you might as well have just bought them yourselves. You know, rather than pretend you didn't and allow them to. No club in the world legitimately buys a player and loans them out for two years when they're in their peak. If it's a young lad, fair enough. But no club in the world sanely signs a lad at 26 years of age for 50 million quid and loans him for two seasons that there's just no way anybody can ever say that that's legit i thought there was something fishy about neves going to a saudi club yeah it, it, it confused me as well because you know a player in their prime like that and 26 he's in his prime moving to saudi arabia it didn't strike me as sensible for Ruben Neves, you know, his career's been a bit of a weird one, you know, breaking through a Porto, youngest captain, and then a move to Wolves when Wolves were in the championship. But then, you know, that was part of a project at Wolves and Wolves came up to the Premier League and, you know, he's remained there since. But 
you know, he'd been linked with Barcelona. He'd been linked with us. He'd been linked with United. He'd been linked with other clubs. And then all of a sudden to go to Saudi and then be loaned straight back to Newcastle would be absolute. It's just disgusting. I don't know what other way to put it, but these these people that are looking after our game have some serious fucking questions to answer. Why would loaning Neves help the Saudi club? I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. It wouldn't in any way, would it? Not at all. Uh, moving to Saudi to be then loaned back to a Newcastle team is extremely dodgy. Yeah. But, like, we're just salty, right? We we can't actually have a concern about the sport without people thinking we're just crying because it isn't us. All good players come to Saudi. I hope they get banned for some dodgy stuff. Look, I, I'm not hating on the players. I'm not hating on the players. Especially the ones like Benzema or Ronaldo or, you know, those who've had a big European career and have, you know, succeeded at every level in Europe for a long time. Those players at the latter stages of the career has been offered generational wealth. I can't hate on those players for taking that money. That's uh, that's huge, huge, huge money. But there's a difference between that and this, what we're talking about. Somebody buying a 50 million quid player to loan him back for two years. That's That's not right. Also today, we've seen more madness from Chelsea because they've refused an offer from Manchester United of £50 million for Mason Mount, who has one year to go on his Chelsea deal, and they're holding out for an offer of about £60 million. What on earth are they at? Mason Mount is barely worth £50 million quid with a long-term contract, based on what we've seen. But yeah, they're turning away £50 million offer from United. I hope United walk and they lose him for nothing, because that's just mental. That's more than fair. If Liverpool were in that position, I would have again said that's the, the peak of what we should be offering in Mason Mount situation. And look, I get it. People are going to say to me, Craig, the window has only just started. You know, allow it to develop. And I'm here for it. But I've no faith. That's the problem. And if I see stuff coming out from the likes of Neil Jones to even tease that maybe we don't have that much money left. Like, if we sign Kefren Thuram, and by the way, I'm going to give myself a big pat on the back for the Kefren Thuram stuff, because lots of people have been talking about 60, 65 million euro for Kefren Thuram for a while. And I don't like to, um, you know, say I told you so, but remember, your boy knows his onions, and I told you guys it would be about 35 million pound for Kefren Thuram. And surprise, surprise, Nice won 40 million euro, which is about what? 35 million pound so rather than just you know think i'm just a gobby dope who doesn't know anything i told you i did try to tell you and that's good value again so i'm not complaining about liverpool getting kefren thuram for 35 million or so and getting alexis McAllister for 35 million i've got no issues whatsoever with those signings where I, my issue comes in is again if we're not able to afford a barella if thuram is the option because we can't afford a barella I, I don't accept that. I don't think that's good enough from our owners. And I'm starting to get a bit concerned because this stuff's starting to get drip-fed out bit by bit by bit about Liverpool's summer business or our dent in our summer business. Now, Kefren Thuram or any of these players won't be signed until after the under-21 Euros, which ends, I think, about the 8th of July, something like that. So, you know, then we're into them lads having a holiday, then they're coming into pre-season. So even... The thought process of wanting the lads in early for pre-season to get them ready to go, it's not adding up. And I'm getting very confused at what is actually happening. Because this was the big window. This was the big rebuild. Uh, Harris said 60-65 for Tehran would make no sense. Umbrella and Tenali are available for similar amounts. 
Um, well, Tenali looks like he's off to Newcastle. Do you think Theram's price will rise after the Euros? No, and here's why I don't think it will. I think right now we're in a situation where, and I'm, I'm, I'm using an educated guess to this, but it feels like he wants Liverpool, Liverpool want him, others have walked away, which can make me, make me believe that the want is there from both sides. The player wants Liverpool, Liverpool want the player. And when you're in that type of scenario and the player says to Nice, look, this is where I want to go. Don't even entertain other offers. Then you're into the realms of, look, Nice just play ball, get a fair number for the kid and the deal happens. And that's kind of where I think we're at, we are at with Thuram. I think he's been convinced of the rebuild that Klopp wants to do. Klopp's been convinced that the kid's uh, a good signing. And his agent, as you've seen, Rafaela Pimenta, she's been at Nice discussing things with them. So you would imagine that a picture is starting to become clear to everybody of what the wishes of the young man are. So it's up to us then, I guess, to get that deal over the line. But it will be after the Euros. Uh, probably went over it already, but what's your thoughts on Tonali to Newcastle? It's clever. It's a clever bit of business. We looked at Sandro Tonali. I don't know if he was at Brescia or Parma, or I don't know who he was at before he went to Milan. But we did look at the kid. And look, he has been impressive playing in that Milan midfield. And he's been impressive as well for the Italian national team. So I think that's a solid bit of business from Newcastle. Uh, 70 million euro, maybe a smidge on the high side, but nothing worth talking about is ludicrous. Uh, I think he's 23 as well. So he's a good age profile, Sandro Tonali. And I think he's the type of player who, who will cut it in the Premier League. He won't shirk the physicality of the league. So I think it's good business by Newcastle if they can get him in. Uh, I believe it's another lie. The owners do it to us every window. I'm slowly losing my patience with FSG. This has to stop. So look, I I often glance through the comments on our YouTube videos. And I try not to reply to a lot of them. Because when you start replying to them, you tend to reply to the ones that trigger you. The ones that anger you. But one comment I read this morning, re well, this morning, in my morning, uh, really annoyed me. It was on us speaking about FSG's lack of owner investment the fact that we're 37 million um minus in the amount of money they've put into the club in the past five years with regards to owner money and someone said to me in the comments even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You've no divine right to win the league every year. FSG have done more than other owners have for Liverpool. And I thought about it and I get the context of the FSG do more than other owners part, but when did anybody say we had a divine right to win the league every year? I'm 41 years of age, and I've seen Liverpool win the league once 
in my life that I can remember. Like I was younger, I don't remember them winning it before uh, I start really getting into football. So in the 33 or so years that I've watched football, I've seen Liverpool win one league title. Now we're talking about Liverpool Football Club, the most successful club in English football. That isn't good enough. And we aren't ungrateful and we aren't ridiculous. We do understand it's difficult to win league titles, but we've been there. We were challenging. We were at the pinnacle and we didn't capitalise on it. We didn't push on. We stood still, we stagnated, and we allowed others to catch up. And that's the point that we're all trying to make. It's not that we're ungrateful and we want three, four hundred million every window. It's we look at the football landscape, we look at what other clubs are doing, we look at what they're capable of financially, and we wonder why we aren't doing similar. And I think that is more than fair for Liverpool fans to ask those questions. We're not looking for us to be PSG. We're not looking for us to be Manchester City. But we are looking for us to be comparable with Arsenal, with... Aston Villa, with other clubs who are going to outspend us probably yet again. Yet again. Surely you can understand where we come from with that. Uh, Liverpool aren't just looking for good quality player. We're also looking for factors off the pitch. Humble, hungry player, family led players don't have massive egos. Players who play part of a team, blah, 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 blah. Respectful players that can be good role model, blah, 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 blah. Yes, but you forgot one very important word there. Cheap. So I've no issues with anything you've written there. I'd like all of those type of players as well. We're looking for all of those things that you've mentioned and cheap. Where's your response to that, Kirk? Uh, it'll get to one league title half a century if we aren't careful. Exactly, Monkey Duffy. I think that's not good enough for a club like Liverpool. Uh, Harris said, whilst the news regarding our summer spending is not ideal, I'm not going to stress myself until the window's over. You see, I get where you're coming from, but you are absolutely everything that I... I think FSG hope to happen, mate. That's like, I, I'm, I've been there. I've done that, mate. I've given the benefit of the doubt and I've seen windows pass by with excuses get made and before we know it, season's back underway and we're scratching our heads going, how do we get here? And then rinse, repeat, it starts again. The leaking about the next windows, the investment, all the stuff will come and it'll never happen. So I get where you're coming from, but once bitten, twice shy. And, more, and we've been bitten more than once. Uh, David said, 100% when Klopp leaves, we'll be all thinking, what if? That's always been my biggest fear, David. Because you and I, I think, are roughly the same age. Well, maybe you're not as old as I am. But, you know, as I said, mate, 33 years watching the Reds, seen one league title. And then we got Jurgen, And that was where we got the league title. And we've won one of everything. But that, that isn't what you want to be doing with this type of manager. You want to look back at this and go, fucking hell, what a golden era that was for Liverpool and how lucky are we to have seen what we've seen. But I'm going to feel that with a, a tinge of, did we do everything we could have done? Did we get the most out of Klopp's tenure and time at Liverpool? And unfortunately, I'm starting to edge towards the answer being the owners aren't. The owners are not capitalising as much on the, the manager that they have. Lance said, I don't care if we spend 100 million or 300 million as long as Klopp gets the players he wants slash needs. I kind of care a bit more because, again, this was the big window. This was the one that we were, we were told we walked away from Bellingham for because of the scale of the rebuild needed. And 100 million is not a rebuild, my friend. It isn't. Because we're not going to be a club this year that will bring in a lot of money in sales. So it's not like the owner is going to give us 100 million and we're going to bring in another 80 or 90 million, and we're going to have 190 million to spend. That isn't going to happen because we don't have 
the caliber of player that had been uh, deemed the surplus to requirements that were going to shift. Danny said, make no mistake, Arsenal have now swapped positions with us. They have an ownership with ambition. They'll be stuck fight we'll be stuck fighting for six. This is going to be a carbon copy of Wenger's days. Klopp's part of the problem, whether you like it or not. If he accepts the situation, then yes, Danny. I can't help but agree with you to an extent. And I hate to say that because I love the man dearly. Completely disagree with us being swapped with Arsenal and Klopp's around. He's too good of a manager. Regardless of the signings, what I saw under the new system will be competing next season. Yeah, but you're assuming, Harris, that everybody else is standing still, right? So your assumption of what you've seen with us at the end of the season was us beating teams that we should be beating and other teams aren't going to stand still, mate. They're going to push on. Look at what Arsenal are doing. They're bringing in Rice. They're bringing in Kai Havertz. They're probably bringing in Timber. And I don't know if they'll stop there or not. So whilst I'm not going along with saying we've absolutely swapped places with Arsenal either, I'm also not naive enough to think that just because we have Klopp, we will absolutely 100% be guaranteed to be back where we want to be. We need what you've said, what I've said, and investment. Klopp saving FSG's ass isn't spoken about enough. We've only had one window, I think, where we've managed to spend £100 million on players. That was when we sold the player for £140 million. Klopp's managed to win every trophy with a restricted budget. Yeah. But why do we have such a restricted budget? This is what I can't genuinely understand as a rational human being. Like, how can we not afford to do what other clubs can do? Does, does that not rile with even the FSG supporters that are watching right now? How is it that other clubs, maybe lower than us in level, are able to do more than we're able to do? Saka just got a 300 grand a week deal at Arsenal. They're about to drop probably 100 million plus on Rice, Kai Havertz, Yuri and Timber. That's 200 mil right there. And that's before the Sackett investment. We don't need big names. Of course we do. Of fucking course we do. That's just nonsense. Yes, Klopp can turn good players into better players. But to say we don't need big names is just absolute shite. Did we not need VVD? Did we not need Allison? They were transformative players who are big players. So of course we need big names. Just stop, stop drinking the fucking Kool-Aid, lads. We don't need Mbappe-level names, granted. But we need names that will actually put fear into opposition and make a statement and bring in commercial partners and sponsorships. Look, we don't need big players. I'll never understand that. When the time comes for a new manager in the future, who would you like to see? Well, like yourself, mate, I wouldn't say no to Xavi Alonso down the line. I also wouldn't say no to De Zerbi because I really like his style of football. Other than that, it's hard to know because you're talking three years down the line and we don't know, you know, who might come, who might be the flavour of the month, who might have a great couple of years before then. Oh, did you see this, by the way? Uh, Transfer, Transfers Live said... Napoli have set the asking price for Victor Oshiman at, are you ready? 180 million euro. Yeah, you heard me right. 180 million euro if you want to sign Oshiman from Napoli. So I think we're definitely going to be in the mix there, lads. Craig, if the Saudis came in with an absurd bid for Salah, would you take it? No. I don't want Mo to go. Now, I've read something earlier on that suggested that it is just a matter of time, potentially, till Mo ends up in Saudi Arabia. Um, somebody from the Asia Football Federation who's also involved in 
in the doings with the new uh, push for the Saudi League has spoken about wanting Salah at some point. At some point is okay. I don't mind at some point, as long as that's not now. Because um, I have no faith in the owners to get it right if we get rid of Salah. Every player has a number. Like, I guess that would depend on what type of stupidity we're talking about with regards to an offer. Like, 100 million euro wouldn't tempt me to sell Mohamed Salah at this moment in time. 100 million pounds, maybe, we're getting to a level of consideration there. But if you're looking at Victor Oshiman, who granted is a lot younger than Mohamed Salah, um, for 180 million euro. Uh, so people are saying 200 million for Salah, bare minimum. For a 30-year-old? I don't know, lads. It's, it's tough to know, isn't it? Like, Thankfully, we haven't had an offer. And that's how I wanted to stay. I don't want us to have to talk about, you know, if we should accept an offer from Mo or not. I want Mo to be here next season. I want Mo to to lead the charge back into the Champions League. Everyone is speaking about Tonali to be the next Pirlo. He's a good player. He's a really good player. And we we looked at Sandro Tonali uh, when he was at Brescia before he, he moved to AC Milan. Um, and I think he wanted to stay in Italy for that next stage in his career, which, again, is entirely understandable. But these are the type of deals that we should be looking to do. Like, we're now sitting back and looking at Newcastle, look at Barella and then change their attention and then go for Tenali and look like they've got Tenali. But we're just, what, shopping in Primark. And look, you can get some decent stuff in Primark, but you're not sure how long it'll last in the wash and you're not sure if it'll be a... Something that has longevity to it. If you could, would you sell any Liverpool players to the Saudi League? Thiago, perhaps. I fucking would have loved to get rid of Keita when he was under contract over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got one. Adrian. I would pay for his airfare. I would drive him to the airport. I would stand at the security cordon just to make sure he doesn't get back through security and that he gets on the damn plane. Uh, I would probably actually sit beside him on the airplane to make sure he actually goes through on the other side. I would learn Arabic or whatever language is spoken in, spoken in Saudi Arabia to facilitate any potential deal. I would, of course, let them know I've been to Turkey on holiday so they've nothing to worry about. I'd, I'd do whatever it takes. I'd even give him a bottle of Voss if that helped. I've seen something that said we're not selling Matip. Are we doing Atten? Like, is there Atten we are doing? For the love of fucking God... Look, I'm okay with buying Van de Ven and not selling Matip. Nothing wrong with, like, I'd actually be more comfortable if we didn't sell Matip and we bought Van de Ven. So I'm in no rush to kick Joel Matip out the door. Um, You know, that was just spoken about as the player most likely to move on. But look, if we sign Van de Ven and we have Van de Ven, Matip, Gomez, Canade, Van Dijk, I'm not hating that, not at all. No, I think that's fine and that gives us I think more of an opportunity to play three at the back if needs be as well. So I guess Matip not going isn't, you know, a huge thing as long as we still get that centre back. How do we always go back on what we say? FSG always say stuff and never do it. No, FSG don't really say anything. They just brief stuff to the media to get them through a sticky period and then nothing happens and then we get uppity about it and then they start leaking about the next window or the next situation and then we get a bit optimistic again and start thinking positively and then we get reminded very quickly that it's FSG and they're full of shit. Is Kelleher thinking about moving for game time? It's tough to know what's going on there. So you've seen Stephen Kenny, the Irish manager, speak about his belief that um, that 
Cuivin will move on. Then we've seen Klopp say it would take a crazy offer because he doesn't want them to go anywhere. But I could understand it. You know, I understand every side of that conversation because it's very difficult as a backup keeper because not like another position where you can go and play slightly out of position. If there's an opportunity, it's you're either relying on your number one to get injured or the manager to maybe just give you a run in a certain cup competition. But either way, you're not getting the the minutes you hope for as a professional footballer. So I, I get it on both sides of it. I get it from Cuevin's perspective. I get it from the club's perspective. And I think an offer of 20 million would probably do it. Maybe 15 with add-ons. But you'd also hope that there'd be an option of a buyback clause in that. Does FSG believe that Gakpo was our first summer signing? Don't know the answer to that question. That was a genius signing, though. Like, whatever way we look at that now, I didn't get it at the time. I didn't get it when we signed him. But once I heard Jurgen Klopp speak about why, I got it. I got it straight away that he wanted him to come in, play, you know, that pressing role from the front, defend from the front. And then you're seeing how, how quickly Cody acclimatized to it. It's just brilliant. And look, we all love Cody Gakpo, and um, I think we're all very, very happy with that signing. So, yeah, look, I've, I don't just moan for the sake of it. You know, I'm happy to give credit when we get things right as well. Uh, who would you replace VVD, Henderson, Salah, and Fabinho when they leave? So I think we've already replaced VVD if you're looking for that captain-type leader, defensive man. I think Canada is that dude. I do. Um, Van de Ven, if he comes in, looks like he has the attributes needed from the from the brief bits and pieces I've seen of him. And after that, I don't know is the honest answer because you're talking about a couple of years away probably, and we'd have to look at what centre backs are doing what in world football at that point. Um, with regards to Henderson, mm, that's that's a good question and a difficult one to answer because what way you're looking to replace Henderson? Are you looking to replace him with experience? Um, are you looking to replace them with younger legs in which case you'd have to question do we have enough experience down the centre of the park or at least in the squad um, so that's a tough one you, you maybe somebody like Barella who's 27 ready to come in in their prime Salah oh god how, it's just not possible you know you're never going to replicate Salah's numbers Salah's a freak of nature with regards to what he's done for Liverpool. And I, I don't mean to use the word freak in anything other than a complimentary way. I don't know how you do that. I don't know if that I don't think you can. Uh Daniel said, Cara on Twitter. Bernardo Silva's in the peak years and has been one of the best players in Europe for the past five years. I was worried about the Saudi League taking players in their thirties. A touch worried with players below the elite, Neves. But if this happens, it feels like a game changer. Saudi have taken over golf, the big boxing fights, and now they want to take over football. This sports watching needs to be stopped. Did he really say exactly all of that, or is that last part you? The sports watching needs to be stopped part. Was that Kara's words or your words? So you said Kara said it. That last line, though, he said the last line, did he? Because if Kara said the last line, fair play to him. Sports watching needs to be stopped. Brilliant. Fair fucking play to you, Jamie. Yeah, well done. That's brilliant. About good. Good. Because he's fucking right. He's absolutely right. Well done, Jamie. Because look, uh, you know, he's got a big, big, big platform. So, yes, thank you, Jamie Carragher. Well in. Both Manchester United and Manchester City. Both have 
a waiting list for season tickets of 150,000 people. No way. Not happening. United? Absolutely believe it could be true. Manchester City having a 150,000 person waiting list for a season ticket is absolute codology of the highest order. Don't believe it. Not a chance. No way. No how. Not true. 150,000 waiting list to get into a fucking stadium that's never full. Me arse. But right, my friends, I'm going to say goodnight to you all. I uh, didn't realise we've been over the two hours now, which is amazing. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you guys at some point in the next day or two. So, yeah, thank you for your time as always. Let's hope we wake up to some positive news tomorrow. And uh, much love to you all. I hope you're well and have yourselves a wonderful uh, Wednesday night. Chat to you then. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.